Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for almost eight years now to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. Now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how to get the best experience you can from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Our newest course, New Beginnings, Daily Steps for Self-Acceptance and Peace of Mind, includes supportive lessons to help you make peace with your past and enter into the present moment feeling safe and calm. Learn more about new beginnings at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my friend and business partner, Ananga Sivir. And we come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and enjoy answering listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And today we're going to be talking about the kind of physical activity that's best for reducing anxiety. Welcome back, Ananga. Hi, Shen. Always a pleasure to connect with you and record our Anxiety Slayer sessions. And I think physical activity is an important conversation, especially right now for our listeners who are experiencing the weather warming and spring spring is here and it's time to to get moving. Yeah, it's a great time to get moving and establish a habit of moving throughout the year so we can keep it going when autumn and winter seasons roll around. Very important for anxiety and also for low mood. Moving is really important. I've been doing quite a bit of walking over the winter. We picked up a used treadmill and I promised myself I wouldn't use it to hang clothes on it, <laughs> that I would actually move. And I, I've been so very thankful to keep at it now. It's It's been uh, since the middle of December, I've been walking quite a bit, at least three times a week, but usually more than that. And it's made such a, a difference in my mood and how well I sleep and just an overall sense of feeling good for doing something kind for my body. Yeah, I think there's little else that clears my mind as well as walking and you might remember, Shane, on a few podcasts back, I mentioned a friend of mine that suffers with anxiety, and she says that walking every day is the one thing that really keeps it in check. If she doesn't walk, her mind starts to give her grief again. So really helpful. And you can walk just about anywhere. So you can decide to have, whether it's a walk in nature or a walk on the beach or a walk just through the village or through a city street, it doesn't have to be a big hike. It doesn't have to be uh, a special adventure. I mean, certainly those are nice, but to be able to just walk out the door. Yeah, really a good thing to do. Just literally walk out the door and start moving. And there's so many ways where we can incorporate extra walking. If I'm running errands in a shopping center, sometimes I'll do an extra circuit just to move, not not for shopping, just to, just to go around one more time, a few more steps, park the car a little further away than where you normally would take a few more steps. If there's a park in your neighborhood, 
visit that. We have a little park near us with a lake. It takes about five, ten minutes to walk around. So I sometimes do that a couple of times a week, see what birds we can see, just to get out and blow the cobwebs away. And it's fun, too, to to um, monitor your steps. I know that you and I both picked up Fitbits, and, and um, it's been fun to see how well we both do each week and to keep us moving, to have a partner to say, oh, oh, you know, good for you, Shan, or good for you, Anango, you did so many steps this week, to uh, keep track of that and have some fun monitoring your walking. I've also found that swimming is quite helpful. I, I don't get to swim as much in the wintertime. Actually, I prefer to swim in the lake versus a versus a pool with chlorine, but I really find that swimming is a wonderful way to release anxiety. Now, when we're talking about physical activity for for anxiety, the best physical activity really is the one you're going to do because it's the one you enjoy. That's a really good point. Tennis is another one. Uh, soft martial arts is another one. And there's so many different choices that you can make. And as you mentioned, anything that works for you, what feels good for you, just get moving. Yeah. and. Specifically, if we're talking about physical activity, you know, deeper into anxiety relief, then Ayurveda has some recommendations for new listeners. Ayurveda is India's ancient system, ancient science for healthcare. And Ayurveda recommends walking in nature with awareness of your surroundings. So, again, as simple as that walk around the park, looking out for birds, noticing new flowers, it can be really nice to walk in the same spot. There's a country park here I like to walk in and I like to notice the changing seasons, notice which trees are coming into leaf now, some are behind the others. And, and I, I like to really go and have a look, you know, when a new tree's in bud and new leaves are coming, just go and really notice and enjoy the changing seasons and be in step with nature as it moves through those seasons. That's really recommended that the activity we do is immersive, which means we can be as mindful and aware about it as, as possible. Well, and it is a form of meditation. It's walking meditation. Yeah. Restorative yoga is also incredibly helpful. Yin yoga, which is what I practice, where it isn't, uh, you don't spend so much time moving through perhaps as many postures and asanas as you would in a more yang style. But what you do is you let each posture sink in. So you might stay with knee to chest for. 20 or 25 rounds of your breath before even switching to your other side, you know, just really letting your body do what it needs to do to heal and sink in and relax. Yeah, it's really nice and gentle, restorative, nurturing. Of course, yoga being the sister of Ayurveda, there's some beautiful, supportive, restorative advice in yoga for, yeah, not necessarily just active stretching and moving yoga, but but that, you know, child's pose, curling up, legs up the wall, just gentle, grounding, supportive yoga practice. Right. And that's what I find is that the more you spend time with the postures that have you, you know, on your mat, on the ground, uh, are a great place to start. And certainly any yoga is going to be good for you, but restorative yoga is particularly helpful if you're suffering with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Be careful not to overexert because that can increased stress. So again, restorative, gentle. 
the Ayurvedic rule for exercise is to never exercise to more than 50% of your capacity. So in practical terms, that means exercising until you're slightly out of breath and then stopping and resting. 50% of your energy spent in activity and the remaining 50% for healing, cellular regeneration. Never exercise to the point of exhaustion. It's also important to take into consideration that if you choose to do a sport that elevates your heart rate, that can for some people trigger feelings of anxiety, it isn't necessarily that the sport is inappropriate, but rather that the mind might associate an an elevated heart rate with stress or anxiety attacks. So this is just something to be aware of. Yeah, definitely something to bear in mind. When we experience increased heart rate and shortness of breath with anxiety, the mind, the subconscious mind always will flag that for future experiences. So whenever that might happen, it can potentially increase our anxiety. It might be coming from something perfectly fine, like playing tennis, kicking a ball around with a friend. But if the heart rate is elevated and the the breathing rate's elevated and you've had that with anxiety before, your mind might just flag it and that might cause you some concern. Just knowing that really helps because then you can look at it. Am I feeling anxiety or is it just that I've been running around so I'm a little short of breath and my heart's going a bit faster? Something to be aware of. Also, competitive sports can increase adrenaline in our bodies. So if you're more focused on the competition, more focused on winning than moving your body, it's important to be aware of that as well. Yeah, definitely something to keep in mind. So to recap, gentle exercise like walking in nature, noticing your surroundings and taking deep breaths is really helpful. Mindful activity like Tai Chi or restorative yin yoga, which you can look into uh, on YouTube and and see if there's something that that you might uh, be drawn to or certainly uh, look into a local class that can help your body and your mind relax. These are all going to be quite helpful to help you feel more comfortable, mind, body, and soul. Anxiety Slayer has been offering a free podcast for more than seven years. Now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on getting the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Are you ready to take action against your anxiety? Enroll in the Anxiety Slayer Academy now and get started today at anxietyslayer.com forward slash support.